Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, live and in person for the first time in a year and a half. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And normally we discuss all those amazing reality shows that only have one season, but join us today as we delve even deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size Do, The Hills New Beginnings. Today we're going to be discussing Season 2, Episode 10. That's math right there. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you, too. <laughs> Guys, I didn't even remember how to record in person. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot my laptop when coming over here. It's been it's been an ordeal, but here we are. It's been a journey, but we are here. Love it. So you said you had exciting news. Well, it's exciting news that's going to come in later when we're discussing the episode. Okay. Involving Twitter. <laughs> oh, I was on the edge of my seat. Also, I want to know. I, I would like to first, I'm just, this is a, I would like to apologize to the Twitterverse and to all our listeners. When I live tweeted last week, it was at the midnight airing because I, I had book club. So I didn't do the nine o'clock on East Coast. I did not midnight. Pretty stoned by the time I got home. <laughs> and Heidi and Spencer's um, financial planner's name is Lauren. And I tweeted, Lauren is back. And the whole earth thought I meant Elsie. And oh. I would like to apologize for the error. I understand how it could be misconstrued. I was talking about the financial planner. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw that tweet and I was like, I think they would have advertised Lauren coming back for like a month in like advance. Like someone was like, yeah. I think you mean Caitlin. Like I was just <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, no, no, no. I meant Lauren the financial planner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, so we dive into the episode... Um, there's a little recap, and Audrina is the narrator, which I don't feel like we've discussed a lot. She's the new LC? I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Um, so then one thing she said is, I wasn't really listening to what she was saying, to be honest. I was too caught up in the fact that it's Audrina. But she said, others escape into possible relationships, meaning her and Brody. Brody yeah. I'm no. so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. And it gets worse later, but I... That's just the one thing from her little, you know, monologue that I took with me. So we open with the usual montage. And my very first note says, is that Jason's grandparents' house of Laguna fame? And indeed it is. So those of you who watch Laguna Beach like I did, I hope you were as excited as I was. They called this Jason's childhood home on the hills, um, but in Laguna on he and Elsie's second date, I believe, because their first date is the restaurant when he borrows his dad's hot rod. Um, I can't believe I remember this so <laughs> accurately. Um, but then they spend the day at his, quote, grandparents' house, and Heidi says, like, that's random. And Lauren says, well, apparently his grandparents have a really nice house. And they sure do. They sure do. Um, and then they spend the afternoon like smooching in the hot tub, which is the gift that I sent Frank out of excitement. Yes. Um, so Jason is planning for an event there. And you and I were both right in our last episode. You said the foundation was red something. And I said, oh, my note says songbird. It is red songbird. Red foundation. songbird foundation. Yes. Yeah. We nailed it as a duo. Um, and then Caitlin and Chris are settling in their new place, apparently. And I fell in love with Chris when he said we've covered all the basics. We have a comfy couch and a big TV. I'm like, done. Yeah. Marry me. Yeah, he's cute. Um, so then Heidi and Spencer are at home with Gunner. They're asking Gunner how they can sell more crystals. And Gunner says, you need to work. He's not we wrong. And, he says, <laughs> and then he says, we need money. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> Harsh truth. Um, <coughs> 
So in our first like actual scene, we go to Demore's Pizza, which I looked up. Yeah, it's a it's like a franchise, right? There are seven locations. Yeah. in Southern California, I don't think that would bring you fuck you money. So I'm a little like, is Caroline's money from her ex husband or? Uh, her ex husband's a musician. I think Demore's is kind of a big deal in LA, from what I understand. She went to like nice high schools and like all that. I know, stuff. but I just would think that like owning seven like chain pizza restaurants would get you like upper middle class but not like super rich i could be wrong but like who knows i mean it didn't look like an expensive pizza place it just looked like a pizza place like in a strip mall yeah i don't know but i do know that like she she like knows spencer from high school she like has all these wealthy friends like didn't we uncover that she was friends with like the hiltons um her best friend is one of her best friends is paris jackson Oh, okay. I mean, I thought maybe all of that came from the husband. But yeah, so I mean, maybe like pizza makes more money than I think. Yeah, I think I think her dad made it quite a big deal because he was saying it took him 30 years to reach this. That's what he says in this scene. So anyway, Caroline is hanging out at Demore's with her dad um, and she is getting ready to relaunch, which felt very Kristen Doty with her T-shirt line. And we don't know what happened to the original launch, Um, but she's going to relaunch Pizza Girl. Um, which is, again, her sauce, what's the collection? Her sauce, her sauce line? Uh, yeah, sauce line, I guess. Um, <laughs> and who is there with her besides her dad? Oh, her, fr- her, her friend and manager? Her best friend, Hamilton. Hamilton, that was his name. I was going to say Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get his, no- um, his name until later. So we meet her dad. He seems like a, you know average, hardworking, like Italian dad to me, like sitcom style. Uh, And she says she worked in the family business for years, but that she didn't get along with her dad. And so she started this on her own. Um, And her dad, I found, you know, like very supportive in a dad way. And he said, just remember, nothing good comes easy. Yeah, it's cute. Um, So then we see Brandon and Danny. And yeah, I also, did you notice his, I find his house kind of interesting. Am I alone in that? How so? It's just like, it seems like it's on a very busy road. Like people are always like whipping by down that hill, like right outside his kitchen window. Oh, I have never noticed. I'm distracted by it every time. I don't I've know. never noticed. Well, maybe that's because like, there's nothing else going on. Exactly. Like I get so bored by them. I'm watching the cars out the window. So Danny says she just got back from the gym and she's wearing a lot less makeup in this scene. And I find her really cute. Yeah, she's cute. I'm just not really into like heavy fake lashes. And I feel like that's what's so popular now that I like when people don't have them on. Um, So they talk about how the tiki party sucked and Danny freaked out. And he says he tried to make it better. And she said, but you didn't do anything about it for like 20 minutes. 20 minutes is pretty fast to try and kick someone out of a party. Like... I'm assuming what she was implying was that he didn't put the kicking her out of the party wheels in motion for 20 minutes. But still, like, stupid. Yeah. Um, And he said, you know, that he was trying to keep it low key. He didn't want to have her removed. Like, it's not like she was a threat to security. And Danny just says it was awkward. And then she says something like, well, what if I'd accidentally become friends with her? I wrote this down because it pissed me off so badly. Do it. What she said was... What if I didn't know I could have talked to her or maybe even become friends with her? And that's a bad fucking so? thing, you psychopath child. <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, I, I am on nobody's side in this fight because she is being a moron 
Because God forbid that you, like, actually... And there is some confusion about whether he fucked this girl pre-Danny or during... Like, I think it was, like, very friends and they while they were on a break is when he banged her. So I think that's the problem. But I also am not on his side because I 100% feel that if the situation was reversed and they went to a party where there was some dude that she had fucked, he would lose his shit. Oh, yeah. 100%. And then he says, if Danny was secure in our relationship, this wouldn't be a problem. And neither of them are secure in their relationship. So no. it's a problem for everybody. No. But then they end by telling each other that they love them. So. Okay. Best of luck to you. Whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. So then we get a scene of Caitlin and Caroline going to Audrina's house, right? Yes. And they're picking something up. Oh, boxes. And Caitlin, I was too distracted because Caitlin is visibly very pregnant. So I visibly very pregnant. (laughs) I said Caitlin's boobs lead the way. Yeah, she is. All I see is giant pregnancy boobs everywhere. But even her stomach in this scene. Yeah, and I was really looking at her at the pizza party. Yeah, and she looked a little less pregnant than in this scene. So I'm pretty sure this scene was filmed well after the pizza party. Yes, and I have dates on the pizza party and the songbird foundation event. Amaze. I'm ready for it. Um, so they go all the way to orange County because that's where Audrina lives to pick up clear plastic bins. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and Caitlin is moving in with Chris and that becomes basically what her journey is about this entire episode. And if I have to hear that they are both independent adults one more time, I'm going to scream. So basically, I'm, I'm Caitlin is just happy. She's in love. She's finally found somebody who wants the things that she wants, which is great. But like, she just keeps overselling it. It's like, well, we're both so independent that we just work as a duo and blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, great. You just, you love him. You're in a honeymoon You phase. love him. You're knocked yeah. up. You're having the baby that you couldn't have with Brody. Like, yeah. just say that. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and she's, you know, they've both, they've both been married and they want a family and it's not casual dating at this age and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so then Audrina says that she isn't really, she isn't looking to commit to anyone quickly. And she points out how quickly Caitlin has moved on with Chris. As everyone has. Yeah. She's not wrong. And Audrina admits that she's all about easing in to relationships. And is it Caitlin or Caroline who says, is your radar off? Caroline. Caroline calls Adrena out for having bad man radar. And she is not wrong. She's not wrong. Um, it came out very harshly, though. And I get what Caroline was saying, but she said it. and It sounded very bitchy in the scene. And Adrena says that she's done a lot of self-healing. Drink. A lot of therapy. <laughs> and um, she's not where she was 10 years ago. Okay. I mean, you're flirting with Brody and kind of Justin, so I don't know. Well, Um, um, we haven't dragged Ryan Cabrera back recently, so. Right. Um, And then Caitlin says, I keep hearing things about you and Brody, but I don't know what things actually are like. And then Caitlin basically says, well, Brody never wanted commitment and even broke up with someone because they had a child. He's never going to be that guy. Well, and thank God someone is saying to her what I have been saying this whole season. Yeah. And then Audrina says in her confessional that she sees growth in Brody. Okay. The same amount of growth she sees in herself. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, that was mean. That was mean. (laughs) I don't know Audrina personally. That was mean. So then Brody and Brandon and Frankie and Spencer, right? Yep. Are just like playing at Frankie's? 
Um, yeah, and I um, actually got my nephew for his birthday last year those giant, like, inflatable balls that you get inside. What like, are they, like, Zooms or something? What they I don't remember what they were called. They were supposed to be for, um, I think they're supposed to be for some kind of, like, contact soccer to play with, but my nephews just, like, bang into each other and, like, roll around on the ground. Yeah. I, so they're playing air hockey and, like, ping pong and, like... There's no explanation as to why this all this fun stuff is all there in his backyard. I don't get the impression it's there all the time, but whatever. Um, so Frankie and Brandon are talking about his fight with Danny at the Tiki party. <laughs> Did you hear it? It makes me insane. And, you know, does that affect your anxiety? And Brandon's like, oh, yeah, for sure. Sure, Brandon. And then Brody and Spencer are talking about Spencer's finances and how Spencer really doesn't know how to run a business. He started one, but it doesn't mean he knows what he's doing. And that is their theme of the episode. And it's a little scary. Yeah. Um, but then Brody says, I don't know. I see you wearing Gucci all the time, bro. <laughs> I love that he called them out for that. And I love Spencer's response. Spencer admits that it's all old Gucci. He hasn't bought any new Gucci. Yeah. And yeah. Brody was like vintage Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then Spencer admits the way they built their business was really risky. And then he says that the website they use to sell Pratt Daddy has given them loans. Oh, I didn't think it was the website. I thought it was the who they buy the crystals from. He said the website. Oh, then I misheard because I thought he was saying that the, the people that they buy the crystals from is giving him loans. I don't know. Maybe it's because they like are struggling to pay their shop fees and the website's like giving them a deal or something. I have no idea, but the whole thing sounds very scary. And now I understand why they're concerned about the future of it because they don't seem to know what they're doing. I also love that Spencer said that he's a poli sci major and that took 10 years. (laughs) I I remember when he finished, I feel like there was a paparazzi shoot with like a textbook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he says he doesn't know if Pratt daddy will make it through the pandemic. I think they're still fighting for that, given the $50 lip balm. Well, here's the thing is that he, and we'll talk more about this when we get to the next scene, but I did tweet him from, like, at him when I was watching the show and said, hey, Spencer, like, when are you going to start selling Pratt Daddy t-shirts again? I spilled guacamole on mine, and I need, which is 100% true, and I love it, and I need a new one. Yeah. And he didn't respond, and you can't buy those shirts anywhere. Like, he wears them on the show. Tonight he wore two different Pratt Daddy t-shirts. Both of which I would happily have purchased. So, like, start selling fucking t-shirts again. I will buy them. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people would. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. I mean, I still have it. I wore it the other day, despite the guacamole stain. Yeah, screw it. Um, So then we get another scene of Heidi and Spencer at home talking about crystals before Lauren, the financial planner, comes over. Lauren is back. (laughs) Lauren is back, yes. (laughs) Lauren is back. Um, And we see next to their dining room table the two biggest... Thank God you saw it too, because I took a picture of it. Thank you. Um, do you want me to send it to you so you can put it on our Instagram? Yes, it please. it was like pretty, I was like, oh my God, I hope she noticed this. Uh, it was hard to miss, um, which I'll admit I do miss a lot. <laughs> um, their photos, I would assume, they are gigantic. They look of, like headshots. Yeah. Almost. Of Heidi and Spencer above their own dining room table. Yeah. Okay, just send it to you. So it should come for it a is, minute, and then you can put it on them on our. It's staff. frightening, and part of me wonders what like Gunner thinks of that. I'm big. They've probably been there since birth, so like to that's Gunner, true. it's just part of our decor. Yeah, it's just mommy and daddy. You know, some people do that. So I will. I mean, this is a small aside, and I will tell very quickly. Years ago, 
I was very good friends with this girl who, um, stepmother is a local news anchor. And well, the first time I went over to her house, I went to, um, she was like, oh my God, you have to see this. And she took me up and this, we were adults, this, you know, we were in our twenties. She took me up into her stepmother's bedroom and above her dressing table where she like does her makeup and stuff. No lie. Bigger than life size portrait of her in like a negligee, like lounging on a chase lounge. I mean, like the size of the wall. I think rich people just do shit like that. Yeah. Well, looking at this up close, though, what really bothers me is that they're not zoomed in the same. Like the framing around them is slightly different. Yeah. Hers is zoomed in more than his. Yeah. It really, like, it's clearly the same photo shoot, too, because they both have the ring light in their eyes, but they're, he's just further away from the camera than she is, and it looks really stupid next to each other. And Spencer is airbrushed a lot. Well, they're both airbrushed a lot. But on Heidi, it looks normal, because that's how I see her, but with Spencer, it looks weird. Yeah. Okay. Well... So Lauren, the financial planner, comes over and they say they cut back on a few workouts for Spencer. But he's eating less, so it's going to be fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, that will also save them money. Yeah. His burrito cannot be cheap. Um, Actually, let's, I need to look that up. His new Pratt Daddy burrito at Erewhon. Um, So she says, like, that's great. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. um, And it's all about teamwork. And so then they say that the focus of the day is going to be the business. And this is where we learn more about the setup of their business and how volatile it is. Um, And so they want, the financial planner wants to know why the business is so important to them. And, you know, Spencer says, well, it was important because it used to be successful, but now it's a love-hate endeavor. And then Heidi bursts into tears. Because she says it was a blessing to watch Spencer thrive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. If he was smart, he would just sell fucking hummingbird feeders. Well, and she says that it's given him faith in himself. Which I don't doubt, but like Spencer has been good at a lot of things, actually. Specifically television. Yeah. And like they're back on TV. They have a podcast. Pratt Daddy is not the only thing they have going on. So the sobbing was a bit out of control for me, but. Well, I also was very, a couple of these things shocked me. Um, One was that they're spending 40 to $50,000 a month on advertising. Marketing. Where? Yeah. That's what. Because I, I mean, we all know that like targeted ads are a thing. I'm constantly Googling the Pratt's and I definitely in my life have never gotten a targeted ad for Pratt Daddy. Never. Ever, ever, ever. No, so I think what they're doing is paying models and just posting photos. It's it's not as sophisticated as retargeting. Oh, okay. Because um, that would be even more expensive. The other thing is that this is why I would never buy a stone from him, is that he says, and this is the worst business model I've ever heard. Yep. I buy crystals, and I don't remember what I paid for them, and then I just look at it and decide what I would pay, and that's how I price them. Well, you overpay for everything, fucking Spencer. So why am I going to buy a crystal from you that you have priced at what you would pay for it? Yep. Because I guarantee you I can find it somewhere else cheaper. Yep. And so the financial planner asks if they've done any market analysis. And he says, no, we've done no businessy things. Great. Good. And she says, well, don't be afraid to look at your numbers. You should be checking your bank accounts at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, let's figure out how to cut operation costs and get you into the green. 
she's... I mean, Lauren, this from Central Casting Financial Planner, is at least playing to part very yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then we go to the Red Sogbird Foundation event. Jason's childhood home, quote unquote. Uh-huh. Um, and so basically, I didn't actually look up that much about the foundation itself, but it's to raise awareness for those struggling with addiction. I'm sure it ties into... Um, I feel like Jason has started his own rehab center with, in collaboration with some people at some point. I don't know if that's Red Songbird or not. I probably should have confirmed that, but it might be. <clears throat> so he just, Jason talks about how grateful he feels to be in the position to raise awareness for people who are struggling. Um, and Ashley's so proud of him. And then the woman who like runs the foundation, the redhead, she looked like Stassi Schroeder's mother. Oh, she did. You're right. I was like, is that Dana? You, she did look a lot like Stacey I mean, I, I think a prettier version of For Dana. For sure. But I still... I well, like re- if Dana had professional hair and makeup. Yes. Yeah. Um, so then Audrina rolls up with wine <laughs> to meet the woman from Songbird, which I realized they were serving it like it's a party. But like, I just thought it was funny the way Audrina had a huge glass of white wine in her hand. But I wonder if... It, do you think it was real wine? Or maybe it was like um, non-alcoholic wine? Um, I mean, I think it was real because it was sort of like a black tie thing. And when you saw all those people in the crowd, like they're there to support that, yeah, but that yeah, doesn't mean they're true. all in recovery. Yeah. No, I just, and that's no shade to Audrey. I just thought it looked funny from a, you know, camera perspective. So then Brandon and Danny roll up pretty business cash compared to everybody else. I thought she looked fine. I thought he was the one that was like so horribly underdressed. What did she have? On? She had on a dress, but I think it was more like cocktail length. I think it wasn't floor length, but it was yeah. cute. And I think if he had been in a suit, her standing next to him, it would have looked fine. Yeah. I think the like casualness of his outfit made hers look less casual than it actually was. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so then Brandon says he wants to support a good cause and you know, his own sobriety is something he's really proud of. So he wants to celebrate others. And then he says something like about Danny and says, well, she can sit there and look pretty at least oh, in his, in his confessional. It's just further proof that he doesn't see her as a real human being at all. I was too busy being distracted by Jason's hideously ugly blue shirt in his confessional. Oh, I don't remember. Ugh. So it was short sleeve <clears throat> button down that had epaulets like this uh-huh. on the, with white buttons on the epaulets and white, but like very bright white buttons. It was ill fitting, boxy. I mean, it was awful. Okay. It's ringing a bell. Caitlin and her boobs show up. Frankie mm-hmm. and Jen are there. Caroline brings Ryan. Um, and then Audrina finds out Brody isn't coming and she's sad. And she says she was really looking forward to seeing him and she feels let down. Also, everyone looks cold to me. Yeah. All of the women look like they were freezing to death. And okay. I think later Frankie has a, like a blanket on. So this event was March 5th. I okay. Believe. So, and you know, that's a windy right on the waterfront spot. So yeah. it was probably kind of cold. Yep. Um, but that explains why Caitlin might have looked a little more pregnant. Because it was March. I think that she's due September, October. But she admits later that she was pretty early. So, I don't know. It but was, was Pizza Girl before or after this? I have the date on that, too. Let me check. They were both in March. Because I feel like when they went to Audrina's, it was later. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, 
So Audrina's let down because Brody's not there. Justin's performing. We see Jason's grandmother. Um, People talk about the Pizza Girl event next week. So there you go. They're both in March, but this was first. Um, And then Caitlin tells a joke about combining all of their stuff, her and Chris, in their apartment and how seeing a designer's stuff has made her stuff feel ugly, which I'm sure is... That would stress me out a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So then Bobby Rock is playing to the crowd of, you know, 60-year-old suits. And they play a song called Where the Drug's At. Yes. Yeah. Um, And (laughs) Brandon says... This is a joke, right? Everyone's like 60. Why didn't Jason hire some wedding band? Um, I'm living for this. I would totally go see Bobby Rock in concert. I'm actually wearing my Bobby Rock shirt as we speak. Of course. Um, I thought they were great. I mean, yes, not appropriate for the crowd necessarily, but I was impressed. I thought they did a good job. I would see them in a concert in a second. So then after the commercial break, Justin explains the song choice or like what it's about, but I didn't listen. Did you catch that? Yeah. So basically it's a, I mean, it's a song about recovery. About, like, someone who's had a hard time with drugs and now no longer is into drugs and that whole deal. Um, is Justin Bobby sober now? I don't know. Because at one point I thought, like, last week or the week before, someone said, like, oh, he doesn't drink. So, like, is JB sobs now? Question. Have we ever seen Justin drink that much? No, not really. Well, at clubs. Yeah. And back in the original Hills. Yeah. He would drink when they got out of clubs. But not, like... Not like the rest of them. I don't feel like no, we've no, ever no. seen like drunk yeah. Justin. But I wonder if maybe he's, I could see him being like, what do they call it? California sober where he like gets stoned, but he doesn't drink. Yeah. yeah. I could see that too. Um, so of course they perform. Jason thinks it's great. Jason speaks. Um, and Brandon is very happy for Jason, Ashley, and he finds them to be an inspiring couple. And that's where we leave that. Um, I have a couple final notes on this. Yeah. Um, I loved when they panned out of the house. Did you see there's a helipad on the roof? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Impressive. Um, also, Jason looked hot as fuck when he was giving his speech. Couldn't even pay attention. Yep. Um, and I love that Ryan has finally been upgraded from friend to boyfriend for Caroline. He's real and cute. And his title card. He's very cute. Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, so then we have to watch Heidi and Spencer do an Instagram live yard sale yard sale. Yeah. So a few things about this. We learned that Spencer's first crystal purchase was a 3000 pound quartz and it was $65,000. And then he had to pay $10,000 to have it shipped. Yep. Um, I wonder where it is today. And did he say it was from Peru? Uh, volcanic rock from somewhat pressure. Like it was something with volcanic rock. So yeah, okay. probably Peru makes sense. Um, and then the amount, I realized that they own a crystal company. Okay. So like I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, um, but the amount of crystals that they have laid out on these cheap pop-up tables, just like in their yard is insane. Insane. But they sold a lot, apparently. I guess so. Based on... Heidi dancing around in a spangly bra top, just holding them up to the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also it looked like Heidi's top still had the tags on, by the way. Uh I don't know if anyone else got that, but let me know. Um, And so then they say that, you know, the live sale was a little chaotic, but that there's a teeny light at the end of the tunnel. A glow stick. Yes. Then downgrades (laughs) it to a glow stick. I want to know, though, like, are the people buying these crystals Spidey fans? 
Or do we think there are actual, like, people into crystals who are shopping Pratt Daddy? Not because they're Heidi and Spencer, but because they I mean, there are definitely their people crystals. who buy crystals. That's yes, for sure. For but sure. I don't know that they go to Pratt Daddy. I don't know enough about crystals to know that. But also, is it just me? And I may have said this in the pod before, but I feel like anyone I know who's like really into like I don't want to say paranormal. That's not right. But I also don't want to say holistic because that's not right either. But like new agey medicine things Foo-foo their things. lives are always a disaster area <laughs> um so true story i saw some of my girlfriends the other night and one admitted that she has some crystals because they've been given to her and she was like oh it's a full moon i should charge them so then of course like we we're all googling what the hell that meant and like <laughs> everybody got different results and one result was like well you have to go outside and like bury them and direct moonlight and she was like oh fuck that but I mean, and this goes for like some of the people on Bitch Sesh, like anyone I know yeah. who's into like wacky new age, what I consider to be wacky, yes, new agey stuff. Like their lives are generally disaster areas. Like I don't think it's helping. I have a few friends who are really into angel cards or moon cards. I don't know what they are, I don't but know they what talk that is. right. They talk about them, and I just smile and nod. Okay. Yep. It's not my thing. I have, like, I mean, like, I, think I have friends who are... like to go see psychics. Not my thing. Yeah, me neither. No. Crystals are pretty. Like, I'm sure if you want to appreciate them for being pretty, but like, I don't think they're going to fix your life. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. So then we go back. Is this the same restaurant where Audrina had her date with Sean? It is. And they've actually been here many times and I find out why. So I looked it up and it's um, actually Yamashiro Hollywood. It's in the Hollywood Hills Hotel. Yeah. And the Pagoda Bar, which is where they've been hanging out, is open only for private events. Like okay. you go to the website, so you can only like rent it out. So there that, you go. So and they've had, they've been there multiple times. Yep. So it's Frankie and Jen. Poor Frankie and Jen. They're just such a ride along. They're not even. They're not even secondary characters. They're tertiary characters at this point. Like they are right. barely in this show. Audrina, Heidi, and Spencer, and then Brody shows up with two chicks. Two dates. Yep. And I said that Audrina's face cracks off. I know when that happens. I know. Um, and then Audrina says she's too grown up to be playing games with Brody. Really? Because you were really enjoying playing games with him until he walked in with those two girls. Also, I love that apparently neither of them knew the other was coming. And I'm like, it wasn't on the call sheet. Who knows? And then Justin arrives. They wish him happy almost birthday. And Heidi is in a glitter jumpsuit. And I'm pretty sure I could see her Spanx. Um... Is she never not in a glittered something these days? No, but like, I, I mean, just when you think that she's done a lot of look, she does more. <laughs> she does more. She has an extra gear, you know? Um, and she brought her own champagne. Which I thought was interesting because Spencer talks about how it's like, saves money to bring your own expensive champagne to a, to a hotel, and I mean, to a restaurant. And it does, but you still have to pay a corking fee, which can be as much as $100 sometimes. I know. And they also seem drunk already. Oh, I'm sure they were pre-gaming. Yeah. Where is their house again? Do we know? I It's in the hills, I thought. I don't know. We should look that up. I feel like they might have a long car ride, and so they hire a car and they get fucking blasted. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That Every time they've gone to, like, Frankie and Jen's or Kristen's party or whatever, part of me wonders if they were just pre-gaming for, like, a solid 40 minutes. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, yes, I would guess probably, because uh, this is in um, West Hollywood, the hotel. So I'm assuming that wherever they live, it's probably, yeah, it's probably, like, at least a 40-minute commute. Yeah. 
Um, so then they all say that they haven't seen each other since the Tiki party. Um, they toast Justin's performance at the Songbird Foundation. And the Pratts didn't know that that event was happening. And they said that their invitation must have been lost in the mail. Um, also, I mean, it was down in Laguna Beach. Like, I don't know. It wasn't close by. Like, Audrina lives in Orange County, as do the Wallers. And then, you know, a few... Jason, or Justin, rather, went because he was performing. But, like, I don't know. I mean, they purposely weren't invited. Let's... But everybody else went. I know. Like, everybody. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't believe... I can't believe if you, after questioning someone's sobriety, that you would expect it to be invited right. that, yeah. to their sobriety event. Like, that's just not... I mean... I was just on. saying that that, combined with it being in Orange County, they wouldn't have gone anyway. Oh, no. I don't think they would have gone either. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, they... Heidi talks about the weird energy. Weird energy. Drink. Um... And they want to get back to a peaceful, calm path after Tahoe, and they want to host a Pratt Daddy Crystal Retreat in Palm Springs. Yeah, and I love host. Like, yeah. you want MTV to pay. I mean, MTV is paying for this. Let's not. Right. You just want to say Pratt Daddy 15 times on television. And you're broke. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't afford to be truly hosting an event where you're paying for everything. Yep. And so then the group decides that the Pratts should invite Jason and Ashley, but, you know, be open to inviting them, but let them decide whether or not they want to come. Yeah. So that's where we leave that. And then we go to the relaunch of Pizza Girl, which was also in March of this year, but it was after the Songbird thing, apparently, because they were talking about it at Songbird. But it was in March. So, yeah. Because I went back in her Instagram and I found it. I mean, I guess that would make sense because when she would have been three months pregnant if she's due in September. So Mm -hmm. it is the time you tell people. She just looks more than three months pregnant to me. I know. She, She seems like one of the fastest, like visibly pregnant people I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. Like straight to her boobs. Yeah. I know. Um... So then, you know, we see Caroline having this event and the girls are there. And um, so Caitlin and her tits arrive and they are. She also keeps putting them like on display. Like if this is March, she could be dressing a little differently and she's got them out. Out, yeah. And even Caroline says, wow, I didn't realize they were that big. So something is definitely up. Justin is there. Jason and Ashley are there. I also noticed Caitlin's hair color looks a little sad at this stage. And is that because she immediately stopped dyeing it when she found out she was pregnant? Um, I don't know if it's that, or maybe like salons weren't open in LA. Cause I know things like stayed, they didn't open as quickly. Cause here's the thing. Like, even if your doctor has an issue with hair color, which most doctors don't like generally like, so quick, easy aside, generally the only time that they recommend not coloring your hair, or I will tell my clients not to color their hair is if they have had miscarried in the past, if they had a hard time getting pregnant, or if they're having a difficult pregnancy. Not because the hair color is going to do anything, but you don't want the mother blaming herself if something goes wrong. Be like, oh, it colored my hair, and this is why I lost the baby. Yeah. So, like, that's the only reason I say don't do it. Um, Most doctors have no problem with it. The thing is, what Caitlin had was highlights, and no doctor ever has a problem with highlights because they're in a foil. They don't touch your scalp. Yeah. Like, it doesn't touch your skin. So, I mean, I've never heard of a doctor having a problem with highlights ever. So I, it would be weird to me if she quit highlighting her hair because she was pregnant. Interesting. It must be because salons were closed or something. Yeah, because I know salons were closed. Her color looks weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. She just says she hasn't had it highlighted in a while. Yeah. 
Um, and then Caitlin tells Justin she's moving in with Chris, and he says, already? <laughs> yeah, the theme of all of this move-in thing is, seems to be utter shock from everyone. Well, so she started dating him in May of 2020, as we know. So then... A year. It's not that fast. No, by March, she's telling people she could be three months pregnant. But March of 2021? Yeah. It's almost a year. I'm just saying. So that means they were together seven months before she decided to have his child and move in. Well, as we learn later, she did not decide to have this child. It was a happy accident. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was not a decision made on both of I'm just saying, like, I know she she knew what she wanted, but, like, seven months is... That's quick. Well, I... But seven months to get pregnant, but, like, these people don't know she's pregnant yet. So all of this, oh, my gosh, it's so soon. It's been ten months. Like, that's not... I mean, I don't think that's that soon to move in together. She's also been the one running around bitching about Brody's girlfriends and touting the fact that she'll never move that fast again. Yeah. No, fuck that. I'm on Justin's side. It's quick (laughs) as hell. That's so dumb. She's been mad about Amber. She's been mad about Audrina. She's been, like, butthurt the whole season. And now she's like, oh, look at me. I'm moving in. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I was too busy being distracted by how amazing Justin Bobby looked in his confessional shirtless with a leather jacket to even care about anything That's my else next that note. was going on. <laughs> um, so anyway, Caitlin's super happy. It's exactly what she needed. Yada, yeah. yada. Um, and then we see Hamilton again. He introduces Caroline. She admits she's terrible at speeches. And yes, she is. Yeah. It's cute though. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was kind of cute. She explains that she named her sauce line pizza girl because that's what people always called her growing up because of what her family did for a living. Like she was just pizza girl, but I think that's kind of cute. I I think, yeah. Later when she talks to her dad and they have that conversation, I thought it was actually like really adorable and it made me really like the name to like reclaim something that like used to... Yeah. Traumatize you as a child. Um, and I don't know. I assumed yes, because they look similar. Did you see Caroline's mom? The woman sitting next to her dad? Was that the mom or is that a stepmom? I don't know. Because she looks young. She looks young, but then she looked a lot like Caroline too. So yeah, maybe it was her mom. Beautiful. Yeah. Because Caroline was a model when she was young. Caroline is beautiful. Yeah. So I think that, I think her mom is younger, but that looked like her mom to me and she's gorgeous. I just find her hair distracting. I kind of like the pink hair. I like it when it's gone rose gold at the confessionals, but okay. like the full pink, I'm not as on board with. It's fine. I'm just kind of bored with it. Okay. Fair. Um, so she says, you know, never give up and believe anything can happen. Jason thanks the whole table for coming to his event. Um, but they say they're missing a few people, meaning the Pratts. Um, and Brody's not at this event either, is he? No. Interesting. Brody was a little absent this episode. Yeah. Hmm. So this is where the Wallers find out about Palm Springs. And they say that it's disingenuous. Also because this is not the Pratt's inviting them. This is them hearing about it through other people that they're invited, I guess. Yeah. Which is a little strange. Um, and Jason says, well, they're inviting us, but they won't even have a conversation with us. Which is a fair point. Um, and then Jason says he doesn't want a wedge in the group either. And then people say that this is the Pratt's version of an olive branch. And then they tell Jason and Ashley that they're the ones that should take the high road. Which is more likely than Heidi and Spencer doing it, but it's annoying. Okay, so this is where my Twitter thing comes into play. Okay. So this is the tweet that I posted. I screenshot it for you so you can see it. And the tweet I posted was, let's talk about, and it was during this scene. 
Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Jason and Ashley need to go on the trip because production wants them to. And I hashtag. And look who liked it. Ashley. Ashley Waller liked it. Yeah. Um, so I think that I am 100% right. And like they were, they, like they knew they were going to have to go. Also, I like that Ashley is not following us, but apparently. Like, she follows the second, hashtag. But I mean, like this is the second time she's interacted with me on Twitter. And it was only today when I was scrolling through something that I'd even noticed it because it didn't come up and the, yeah. like who liked your tweet. So yeah. So I thought it was interesting that she liked it. Well, and Frank and I have been theorizing about how the season will end. And last season ended with a combined episodes 11 and 12 with Heidi and Spencer renewing their vows. So we are wondering if they're going to do the same thing with this crystal retreat for 11 and 12. Yeah. So we will see. Um, But then I think it's Justin who just says, well, if you don't go, know that you will be missed. Yeah. It's like, thank you. That's a nice thing to say. Don't make them feel obligated to go hang with the Pratts and their crystals. They're not. And plus production is going to make them go. Yeah. They are contractually obligated, (laughs) actually. Um, So then we get this quick scene of Caroline and her dad. And she says that, you know, she's grateful to him. Always, you know, been vying for her dad's approval. And it feels really good to have it. What made me laugh out loud, and I don't know if she did this intentionally, but she said, I got a little slice of his approval, which is like a pizza slice. Like, I, know. I was like, I, I hope she meant that on purpose. because I thought it was very cute. It was cute. I don't think she meant it on purpose, but I'll <laughs> take it. Um, and then so Ashley and Jason leave and Caroline walks Caitlin out. Caitlin compliments her event and says she was really impressed. And then Caitlin says that she is pregnant. And I thought Caroline's reaction was very genuine. I think it was. she was just finding out and she's so excited for her. It was cute to see. Yeah. Um, and she, Caroline says she's very happy for Caitlin and Chris. Um, and then Caitlin says they were both surprised, but very happy about it, meaning her and Chris. And then Caitlin says, I can't have you asking me if I got implants anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Caroline's like one of her best friends. We've all been wondering it. We've all been wondering it. Um, so then Caroline's the only person in the group who knows. And then she said the only person other than her family that she's told. Right. So then Caroline immediately asks if Brody knows and Caitlin says no. And she wants to be sensitive about it. So that leads us nicely into scenes from the next, I think. And everybody goes to Palm Springs. um, And we do see Jason and Ashley there. And Danny doesn't come. Brandon and Danny are having issues. And then there's more drama between Brody and Caitlin over her pregnancy. So do we think that Caroline blabbed? Because basically the thing is, Brody's like, I find out and I didn't find out from her. Right. And I, then there's another scene where they where Caitlin says to Chris, I believe, like, everyone's talking about it. So, like, you know. But, I mean, I would like to think that Caroline is a better friend to her than that and wouldn't have just blabbed to everybody. Right. I don't think Caroline would tell Brody specifically either. No. Well, I mean, all she had to do is tell one person who would, I mean, tell Adrena, and Adrena would tell Brody. But, like, I wonder who blabbed. I just find their their post-divorce dynamic, I, it's weird. just all over the place. It's very weird. Brody's not allowed to date, but Caitlin's allowed to get pregnant and move in with someone. But now Brody's upset about that. Like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> um, I also, Caroline's conversation with Caitlin also makes me not believe any of the stuff that went on earlier in the year, because if they are so close that Caitlin, Caroline is the first person who's being told that Caitlin is pregnant, I refuse to believe that she didn't know she was dating somebody 
I'm yes. like really in love with him. Like, and and it had been for months and months and months. And also because she's so happy for her with the pregnancy yeah. that she definitely like, had I, met Chris and liked him a lot. Yeah, I think all of that stuff was total bullshit. Like total made up for TV bullshit. Fair enough. Well, that's the end of the episode. So nice to be back in person again. Um, and we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.